So tell me this sexy story. Okay, so I don't know how sexy it is, but <laughs> so um, I was out delivering Postmates this morning, and they've got that they have a deal going this weekend where if you get fifty deliveries between na- uh, Thursday morning and Sunday night, then you get a bonus. So I've been like out all day yesterday and today trying to get enough um, for the bonus. And this morning I picked up from two different restaurants and then I had to go do the two drop-offs. So I picked up the both of them. So I had both orders in my car. I dropped off the first order just fine. And then I had the second order and I literally pulled into the apartment complex where I was dropping it off. And then my phone decided to completely glitch out. Um, even though it's like brand new, I don't think it was the phone cause the phone, like I got this week. So it was probably the Postmates app. But for whatever reason, it decided to like. Oh, okay. I sent an email earlier. Oh well, then they shouldn't have given me a penalty. Fuck them. Well, okay. So Sydney's sitting right here, and they just said that they got an email this morning from Postmates that said like the app was fucking up. So they were. Oh, we're back online. Yeah. So So they really shouldn't have like punished me for this. But I literally got two into the apartment complex. And I was sitting there, like, trying to get it to load so that I could see what apartment number it was. And it wouldn't load. And then it signed me out and wouldn't let me sign back in. Oh, my God. And I'm literally sitting in this apartment complex with this person's food. And I don't know which apartment to go to, so I can't drop it off. And Uh. I sat there for, like, 15 minutes trying to get my phone to work. And trying to get the app to sign back in, it just wouldn't do it and it wouldn't do it. And I was kind of under a time crunch to get home because my grandma was supposed to be meeting me at my house like half an hour before that. So I was running late already. And I had told her like, let me just drop off this last order and then I'm going to be over there. So I was kind of like on a t- on a timeline. And so finally, I was just like, you know, what? fuck it. Like I've been sitting in this parking lot for 20 minutes trying to get the shit to work. It's not working. Like I'm just going to go home like and I'll take whatever consequences like Postmates gives me so so I went home I went home and I just brought the food with me because it was already in my car like I don't know what it was it was it was from this like little local bakery so I just like I brought the food home and I came inside and I just I was told Sydney I was like well I have this food now because like I couldn't get the thing to work so I guess uh it's lunchtime (laughs) But do you want to get into episode 11? Yes. Yes. So we start with episode 11. We didn't even uh, introduce ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm Alisa, and this is Social Disease. Boop, boop. I'm Jess. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to we do talk a about Degrassi. Oh, yeah. We talk about Degrassi. But today's a two-part episode because we're doing two episodes. Hell, Yeah. So, and after this, we only have three more episodes in season one. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm almost there. You're getting closer and closer to the best season overall, which is season three. I can't wait. I really, really am holding it back to not just binge watch it. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I can't believe that you're not just binging it because I would. I know I'm trying like it's oh every day it's a fight 
And I feel like after either after we're done with Degrassi or at some point just in tandem with this podcast, we should do a second one where I watch one of your favorite shows that I've never seen because you love, um, what do you call it? Scully and Mulder. Oh, yeah, the X-Files. The X-Files. Yeah, you love the X-Files, right? Hell yes. We should do an X-Files one. Yeah, I've never seen the X-Files and I really need to. Yes. And you're going to love yeah, we should definitely do, like, where we switch roles. Yes. And you be the boss for an Files podcast. <laughs> I'll be a great boss. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, God. Oh, sorry, I, go ahead. I have uh, a motion to make. I, oh, okay, I, make a motion. Make a motion. My motion is that we call Mrs. Kwan... Ma Kwan, because I misspelled it in my notes so many times. Oh, as Ma instead of Miss. Yeah, so Miss Kwan, we should just call her Ma Kwan. Personally, I call her Queen Kwan. Queen Kwan, I like that too. I love her. And this week, I actually (laughs) took notes in my phone instead of like on a piece of paper. So um, my notes include emojis this week. (laughs) Nice. But season one, episode 11, one of my faves from, like, the early days of Degrassi, it's called Friday Night, and it is named after, they're making up, they're, like, redeeming themselves because it's named after not one, not two, but four different songs, all called Friday Night. Hell yes. There's one by Loverboy, one by Redgum, one by Roy Orbison and one by Slick Shoes and I've never heard of any of those bands mm-hmm. but I- like personally when I hear Friday Night in connection with the song I think of that Backstreet Boys song mm-hmm. do you remember that one which one the like just got paid Friday night <laughs> I do not remember that one oh like- my god they talk about booty shaking, and I feel like any song that mentions booty shaking is one that cannot be, like, remiss. It's very true. There should be much more songs about booties. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what I always think of when I hear, like, Friday Night. But So, this one was released in Canada January 27th, 2002, and then hit us down here in the terrible old U.S. of A., on June 3rd, 2002. So we're getting up to like our time of the year where we are now, almost. Um, and I have some facts about the episode. Yeah. So this one is Miss Kwan's only major storyline. So it's like the most we see of Miss Kwan in one episode ever, which is a shame because she is really good like I love her as an actor and she's like super pretty and I like her character too like they could do so much more with Ms. Kwan they could and like this uh was such a good start to like being able to delve deeper into her character I know it kind of strikes me as like one of like the reason that the Bechdel test was coined in the first place just like so that we don't just have storylines that are for the the character growth of boys at the expense of the woman. Yeah. Because that's definitely the entire spinny storyline is totally just like for their own character growth and they don't really 
Like, even the writers don't seem to care about Miss Kwan. I know. She's just crying at the end, and they're just like, whatever. Yeah, everybody's just like, whatever. And then Mr. Raddich is just like, well, she's going to go on a leave of absence. Oh, well. And, like, they don't get their comeuppance, except they feel bad. But that's not enough for me. But Skippy doesn't feel bad at all. Oh, fuck you, Skippy. Skippy, Skippy, Skippy. This episode, too, Liberty is uncredited because she did not have any dialogue, even though she does appear in the episode. Oh. Um, So she wasn't credited on, like, IMDb. But so and then Sean being a vegetarian is revealed this episode and Grassy's phone number is revealed this episode, but it's a five 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 number, so of course it's not real. And the second it's the second mention of Heather Sinclair. Have you caught on to the Heather Sinclair thing yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Keep watching. I'm not gonna go into it yet. Okay. Today, but like Keep watching for mentions of Heather Sinclair. Now I will be listening for it. All right. So should we talk about the seventh graders or the eighth graders first? Um, this, let's do the seventh graders. All right. Let's the seventh grade storyline. This one was Sean and Emma's first date. Yeah. I loved it. They were so cute and awkward. Like, it's everything that a seventh grade date should be. Yeah. Like, she literally, literally gets shit on. Yeah. And then he has to dig through the dumpster. Oh, my God. That made me laugh so hard. And then when she found her wallet. She found her wallet. The way. She's just like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I was. This episode, I did write in my notes, Emma, so autistic. She Right? Oh, my God. This episode is, like, the best proof so far. So, the main synopsis of, like, the seventh grade storyline is basically Sean asks Emma on a date, we think, but because he's a 12-year-old boy, 13-year-old boy, it comes out as, like, uh, do you want to hang out? Okay, cool. And (laughs) because Emma is autistic as shit... She needs clearer social cues that, like, it is, in fact, a date. (laughs) Yeah. And I even wrote down that she, like, when she and Manny squeal about her having a date, I kind of feel like that was her, like, masking and being, like, a regular 12-year-old girl. Yeah, because it was pretty out of character for her. And it was just like, it's one of those situations that I've started noticing where like, Emma takes her behavioral lead from Manny. Oh, yeah, she totally does. Because she's like, do you think it's a date? And then after Manny's like, yeah, I think it's a date. Then they're like, oh, my God, we have a date. And not before that. She like needs Manny uh, to basically like, okay, you know how like, dogs look at their owners for like facial cues and everything oh yeah essentially know when to be happy know when to be sad it's like Mm -hmm. emma does that with manny she's like okay when do i when are we gonna be uh, angry today yeah she totally does and like i only recognize it because i do the same thing (laughs) like that's why i don't go i don't go places by myself where i'm gonna have to interact with like people that are not strangers Mm -hmm. like I always try to take somebody with me when I go to a party or 
anything really that like I'm gonna be seeing people who know me yeah because it just it feels so much safer when you are copying like I always bring Sydney with me or another friend or like my grandma is like one of my safe people I take her everywhere with me but like (laughs) Like, I, it's so much easier to, like, hang back, even if it's something that I'm supposed to be going to for, like, my own meeting or something, like a doctor's appointment. It's so much easier to let the person that I'm supposed to be interacting with interact with the person I brought with me and then just, like, take cues from the person I brought with me. Yes. Yeah. You I know? feel that. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's what Emma was doing here. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, okay, Manny will be the one to soak up all the emotions. Right, because then later on, too, she does the same thing with Paige. This is the second time that Paige has helped Emma, like, be a girl. Yeah, and, like, it's so weird because in the next episode, Paige is such a freaking bitch. She's such a bitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, this is kind of a really good example of Paige's two-facedness, too, like, watching these two episodes back-to-back. Yeah, how she'll be totally nice until, like, the person gets in her way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until they get in her way or they do something she doesn't like, then all of a sudden it's, like, their public enemy number one. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Can we definitely talk about how Spike is so cute? She is so cute. Honestly, that's exactly what I would do if I had, like, a 12-year-old kid going on their first date. I Yes, I'd be like stand there let me take a picture of you I would make them stand with the boy to take the picture like I don't care how stupid you think it is yeah it's like I need to remember this moment forever and the thing is I wrote down uh the picture with the the all in caps and like a bunch of heart emojis because like the picture keeps coming back Really? Yes. This is not the last time we see the adorable picture of their first date. Because he kept it, remember? Oh, yeah. I remember. At the end, the next day at school, she had the two pictures because her mom made her take a picture. Or made them both take a picture. And then as soon as they stepped out of the fucking house, she got shat on by a bird. Because that's that's how the date's gonna happen. Because, yeah, that's just, like, the mood of the entire evening. But, yeah, she gets shot by a bird, so she has to go home and change. And then when she went home and changed, her mom made her take a new picture. <laughs> so she had both of, like, and of course, it's 2002, so she has, like, Polaroids. And um, Sean keeps the one of them, and, yeah, he just, he keeps it. He It's his picture now. He's so sweet. He is I such love, a sweet boyfriend. I know. I love that he's like... He, he sh- he's not being peer pressured into being like a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's just like accepting his feelings for her and like being a genuinely like nice, sensitive person. Yeah. Which you totally wouldn't expect from someone who, like, rode in on a motorbike the first episode. I know. But that's why I like Sean, is because he has a lot of layers. And, like, as you keep finding out about his life and his, like, trauma. Oh, my God, my dog is kissing me on the mouth. 
<laughs> if you if you keep like we keep finding out like different little tidbits about like his family and his trauma and stuff and like the way he was brought up and so like the more we see of Sean the more those layers make sense. Yeah. But should we move on to the eighth graders or do we have anything else to say about the low ones? Let's move on to those eighth graders. All right. So for eighth grade, I just wrote down Spimmy pranking Quan. <laughs> Damn you, Skippies. What you doing? Fucking Skippy. So Spimmy, uh, Spinner and uh, Jimmy, their couple name is Spimmy. And yes, I know that Jimmy's actually dating Ashley, but there we got we got Spimmy and no one else. So <laughs> this episode, Spimmy is pissed off at Quan for being a tyrant. Yeah. And the things that she's doing to be a tyrant, how dare she, are demanding that they pay attention in class. Um and not make out in the hallways with their girlfriends. Or, I mean, you know, Jimmy yeah. and Ashley. Because Spinner will never have a girlfriend. Like, he will, but he's the worst. Yeah, but, oh my god, I wrote down the petting zoo line. That made me laugh. Oh, so- yeah. This is not a petting zoo. <laughs> See, and I actually thought when she was talking to them, I thought that her disciplining of them was very appropriate until that very last comment that she made when she was walking away. Oh my god, what was it? She said, because she did the whole, like, you guys, this isn't a petting zoo, like, the code of conduct says no PDA, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to walk away, and then she's like, you guys might think you're adorable, but that doesn't mean anybody else does. Oh. And I was like, okay, that's a little far, Queen Quan. It is a little far, because she's talking to children. Yeah, she's but, talking to, like, 13-year-olds. I still love the burn. Burn the children. Oh, no, it's an excellent burn. And the thing is, like, I think it's supposed to, it was supposed to be a little bit off. Like, it's supposed to, like, start to hint at how she's having a really hard time. Yeah. And, like, well, I think we all do things like that or say things like that that are, like, maybe not quite, not quite spot on when we're, like, upset. Yeah. I've full on like lost friendships when I've been in the in the middle of like super stress. Oh man, I'll start fights and I'll end them by <laughs> ever talking to that person again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then she let's see. Oh, when she get I wrote down Quan's getting back at the boys. Oh, when she okay, I couldn't remember what I was talking about, but. So then they, they, like, start rebelling and, like, making fun of her in class. And her, like, clap back at them in class was kind of amazing. Yeah. But they're just, like, they're treating her like shit. And then they, they do, like, a big prank. They get they get chicken wings delivered to her night class. Yeah, and then the class wants to eat, which she's very frustrated by. Which is so funny, though. And I wrote down, like, do we think it's too heavy-handed with the immigrant diversity in this evening class? Were they being a little too heavy-handed with, like, the English as a second language students being, like, dressed in their native dress and everything? I think so. I think it could have been a lot less uh, xenophobic. Yeah, because I, I was like, I don't want to call it racist, but, like, it's pretty stereotypical. 
Yeah, they were just like, let's put in the most stereotypical stereotype of each race that comes to this country. Yeah, let's like, let's start. have an Indian an Indian immigrant dressed in a, or like a Middle Eastern immigrant dressed in a turban, and then an African immigrant dressed in, like, the traditional dress with the pattern and everything, and I'm just like, I, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see where you're going. But... but it's just not right and they're like one step away from having the mexican immigrant wearing a sombrero like yeah and like having a giant mustache drinking a corona yeah get get this racist shit out of here but the little guy was really cute and he was like mrs kwan i will eat the chicken wing i ate the chicken wing (laughs) yeah that part was pretty cute that was really cute. That guy was cute, but Quan was pissed. And then I really felt like the end where, like, Spimmy was defacing her car. I know this was the point, but I felt like that was going a little too far. That was going too far. And Jimmy could tell. He was like, yeah. nah, dude, nah. Yeah, even though he did end up participating, he knew that that was, like, one step too far. Yeah. Because they already did the audio prank and they already did the ordering pizza or clat or, well, wings from a pizza place. Which, by the way, who orders like a dozen boxes of wings and no pizza from a pizza place? Psycho people. Yeah. And they were garlic, honey garlic flavor? I feel like the classroom smelled terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they probably were delicious, but the classroom most likely felt terrible. But then, yeah, at the end, like, throwing the eggs or water balloons or whatever it was at her car, like, I know it was the point, and I know that the whole point was, like, that Spinner went too far and then he feels bad, but it really was too much. It was, and I really didn't feel like Spinner felt all that bad. No, he didn't, and they never get in trouble for all of this, because she never saw them. She never had any proof that it was the two of them. Yeah, which sucks, because I felt like after all they did to her, they should have at least gotten detention. Yeah. Yeah, and I wrote my last, like, bullet point for this episode was, I hope that Spimmy feels like total dog shit about what they did. Yeah. I hope so, too. Like, they're the ones that should have gotten pooped on by a bird. Yeah, not Emma going on her first beautiful... No, poor Emma just going on her sweet, adorable baby date. Sweet little baby child. I loved that. And, like, I never dated when I was 12. So I'm kind of, like, living vicariously through Emma. But. I. Okay. So, like, I didn't date. But uh, this boy I had a crush on for, like, eight years. He finally. He, like, dated me for a week or two. And then he broke up with me. And I was, like, (gasps) devastated. And he said that he did it just because he felt bad for me. What an asshole. Yeah, right. And that's why I didn't have another boyfriend until senior year of high school. Jesus Christ. And that was like its own special form of dumpster fire. <laughs> Ooh, oh, yeah. We can talk about that later when the kids are seniors. Yeah. Those are, or not. I mean, whatever. Those are, that's a good story, though. <laughs> when the kids are seniors, I mean, I'll definitely share. There's probably some things that we might be relatable on. Oh, for sure. And I feel like as as the show goes on, like, we'll just have more. Like, that's kind of the whole point of our podcast that I didn't realize, like, wouldn't quite be where it's at when we get started. Because you and I didn't know each other when we were 12 or 13. 
um, we didn't meet until we were like 14, I think, or no, I was 15. You were 14 because you're, you're younger. Yeah. So like in a lot of it, like their middle school experience in the show is so far removed from mine, but like all the high school stuff is pretty spot on with like stuff that I experienced. I don't know about you, but I feel like as we go on, we'll be able to like share more of our own anecdotes and stuff that has to do with like what's going on in the show oh yeah I'm sure and I mean I'm sure there'll be like heavy shit oh there's definitely heavy shit yeah that we'll have stuff to say about you don't even know the heavy shit bro Ooh, I'm sure I'm gonna cry oh you will cry all kinds of sad you will cry (laughs) Should we do the favorite and the least favorite at the end of? Yes. Yeah. Um, No, let's do it for this. Let's do it for like per episode. Okay. So my favorite would have to be Emma being super cute on her date. And my least favorite is Skippy. I mean, I'm sorry, Skippy. I, I was standing up for you, but you let me down. Yeah, he deserves it, though, this episode, for sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, one of my faves was the guy um, in the class. The the English is a second language guy. <laughs> Talking about his chicken wing. wing. I ate the wing. <laughs> I will eat the chicken wing. I eat the chicken wing. I ate the chicken wing. <laughs> That is really good. Yeah. And my other favorite and like my more relevant favorite was Emma trying to figure out whether it was a date. Yes. Because that felt very like real and relatable to me. And especially when she just gets angry at him. I know. No, I. So, okay, her yelling after Sean like that, this is not the last time she does that. And she always does it in exactly the same tone. <laughs> and I want that as my ringtone. I love it. I love it. Like, so Emma just yelling, Sean, like she does that so many times. <laughs> but those are my, those are my favorites. And then my least favorite was just fucking I think my least favorite is knowing that like we never get to see this much of Queen Kwan again yeah that breaks my heart yeah because she's she's good and she stays on the show for a really long time but like she never has another storyline again that sucks because she deserves it yeah she does I want to see more of the adults and like I don't know if it's just because I'm an adult now but I can't wait until we start seeing like more of the parents. I know because that guy I hated, what was his name? Joey? Oh yeah, Joey. Oh my God. He'll be back in a big way. I cannot wait till he comes back so I can be hateful to Joey. He is going to be back a lot more like next season because um, Craig is his stepson and Craig's not on the show yet. So when he comes in, like his stepson, Craig, transfers to Degrassi um and starts to live with him so like we're gonna see a lot more of Joey oh my goodness like 
he is still going to be a huge douchebag, but like he may or may not redeem himself a little bit. I'm not sure yet. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be too optimistic about it because he is a shitbird. But <laughs> okay, so next episode. All right. Next episode is season one, episode 12. The official title is Wannabe, but for some reason, they also like to tell people that the original title of the episode was Friends Forever with like a number four. I know. So weird. But like that was never, it's not like the US title or anything. It was never the official title of the episode. It's just that it was like a working title that somehow attached itself. <laughs> so that's kind of weird but the the title wannabe is of course from can you guess uh is that a spice girl song it sure is a spice girl song hell yeah so yeah that's the song it's named after but canada release uh let's see february 3rd 2002 u.s release june 10th 2002 so, yeah, we're still in the same basic. It was summer vacation after seventh grade for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, let's see. So the game system that Toby's giving away is a Sega Game Gear. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that model at all? Um, I don't remember what, what the Game Gear is, but I do remember, like, having my Sega... Yeah, I totally remember Sega because I had the Sega Genesis with the um, Sonic the Hedgehog game. Yeah, same. But I don't remember that. It's like a handheld system, the Game Gear. Oh, yeah. I never had that. I didn't either. I I just had the one that attached to the TV. Yeah, I think um, there was the Sega Genesis and the Dreamcast that were for the TV, but I never had Oh, yeah, the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was a big deal when it came out. Oh, oh yeah. Um, let's see. The oh, fun fact about the U.S. exercising uh, censorship: they originally cut out the line of Paige yelling, "FYI, your attitude sucks." <laughs> oh, wow, that is so like small. I know they did not like that apparently, so that line was cut out of when they originally showed it in the U.S. Um, and this episode is also listed as the official beginning of the long-running Paige and Manny conflict. Hmm. So this is, and like, I know they're, they've been like super frenemies on and off for years, but I guess this one is the official beginning of their feud. (laughs) And then Hazel's name is revealed this episode. We've seen her in, like, two others, but this is the first time she's named or, like, called by her name. And then my last little trivia point is that Hazel and Paige's math is off. Um, when they say they need 12 girls and they have eight currently, um, but there are only six at practice. <laughs> so, like, somebody's not counting correctly. No, somebody's really bad at math. Yeah, but that's that's all I've got for this one. So do you? So this one, I kind of broke it down. Like the two storylines weren't really seventh and eighth grade for the first time. They were more like girls versus boys. 
Yeah, it was just kind of like JT and Toby being preteen boys. Yeah, for God's fucking sake. Can we just talk about that first and get it over with? Yeah, let's get it over with because they, I have never seen preteen boys, preteen boys so hard. Jesus Christ, right? Me neither. (laughs) I just, my first bullet point is one of the stupidest storylines that exist. And not just in Degrassi, like ever. Yeah. Oh my God. But this whole thing that they're trying to do with the chip cans, it feels like the same concept as like the star on the Tootsie Pop wrapper. Yeah. I don't really think that if you get an ace of spades and an ace of clubs in the bottom of your chip can that you can send it in for a million dollars. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And also, I just got so fucking sick of that chip can bullshit by the end of the episode i just was writing down like i am done with these stupid cans yeah just like i don't give a fuck shove it down your throat like whatever yeah no one cares about these cans nobody no one not even liberty really yeah liberty just wants her money yeah as does spinner yeah but that's pretty much all the seventh grade storyline is. They're yeah, it's essentially just that. They're trying to they're trying to win this contest and it's the first time we see JT's like weird hoarder locker. Oh yeah. And it feels very much like filler. It was filler. It was total filler just because the main storyline was so powerful, I think, this episode. They just didn't have room for it, so they just were like, ah, we'll give them a half-ass thing. Yeah, I feel like they do that with uh, with JT and Toby a lot in these early seasons. They're just like, I don't know, go be preteen boys somewhere. Yeah. But, oh my god, I actually disagreed with Emma in this episode. Oh, the whole, like, cheerleading is sexist thing? Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I understand that's like an old feminist way of thinking, like, you're having these girls display their bodies for you and it's like yeah. if a girl dressed up in a short skirt that girl can dress up in a short skirt like these are athletes like I right I used to cheerlead and it was hard I had to do like the lifting up the girl part and you had to be strong as fuck like yeah hard to do that and like the skirts and stuff are mainly because you have to like have your legs be able yeah to you have to have like full full movability yeah, and, like, they'll be wearing sweaters and, like, a mini skirt. So, usually, it's, like, it's cold, but I got to use my legs, bitch. Yeah. But, like, I just hated that whole, like, old feminist trope where it's, like, uh, women shouldn't show their bodies. And it's, like, yeah, show her body. Let that damn woman show her body. That's her business. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of like that, that – it's not a meme, but, like, there's this cartoon that I like that says, like – um there's a picture of a woman wearing like a full burqa and then next to her there's a woman wearing a bikini and it just says like this is this is appropriate to some this is appropriate to others like you know it's none of your fucking business basically yeah exactly but i like i totally agree with you i kind of think that the whole cheerleading being anti-feminist thing was just an excuse for emma and manny to have a fight yeah because like i also felt like Emma was so wrong in that fight. Like, if I had been friends with someone who had written a story about how, like, I'm a bimbo because I do something like that, I would have been fucking pissed, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's very, it's offensive. Like, Emma's article in the school paper is offensive. And, like, 
the article itself is anti-feminist. Yeah. And she's trying to be, like, so super feminist and, like, PC, but really she's just, she's, 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 she's setting all of the girls back, you know? Yeah, and it's, like, I wish that Emma had just been supportive of Manny, like, finding a new hobby and being, like, oh, good for you, like, I'm so happy, because, like, she clearly has gymnastic skills. Oh, yeah, no, she's really good at the cartwheels and everything, and, like, she's, She's totally, like, keeping up with, in rehearsal, like, all the choreography and stuff. Like, she's doing a really good job. Like, she's clearly pretty talented. Yeah, so it's so heartbreaking that, like, Emma, her best friend, isn't there being like, yeah, hell yeah, you do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And I kind of, though, feel like, I mean, Emma's definitely not in the right in this episode, but I also feel like Paige and Hazel are sort of manipulating the two of them to fight with each other. Oh my god, yes. I wrote Paige is being manipulative more than once. Hell yeah, she is. Like, she's manipulating Manny to get Emma not to write the article, and then she's manipulating Emma to, like, be mad at Manny so that they fight longer so that she can have Manny on the team. Like, it's just total bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, she, like, makes her rip that page out just so, like, she's part of it. So yeah, she and she's like, see, it wasn't that hard. Like, Ugh. it was, actually. Yeah, it's just Paige, you know, get into the favorites and least favorites. Paige is my least favorite. Paige will. Yeah, she's back to being the biggest bitch. But my favorite was Manny because Manny was so, like, she stood for herself. She was like, yeah, oh, at the I end when she, like stood up to Paige and was like she was like what's your damage you Paige (laughs) yeah and she stood up to Paige and everything and then Emma came out of the woodwork like damn like hey that's my friend yeah it's like you should be this good of a friend back damn it uh so I have a lot to say about like my favorite in this episode um go for it my favorite was Emma and I say like I know we just we just talked about how shitty she was and she was super shitty but my favorite was still Emma um (laughs) for a few different reasons let me break it down for you because we did just spend like forever talking about how shitty she was so I love I loved her giant sweater first of all did you notice her giant sweater I, I did not, like, pay attention to it enough to, like, notice it. I noticed her crimped hair again. Oh, God, I, yeah, the crimped uh, hair. The sweater. Um, I just noticed her giant sweater because, like, she was talking about, like, the slutty cheerleading outfits or whatever. So, but her sweater was enormous, and I feel like it was, like, a very conscious choice to be as far away from a cheerleader as possible. And... Mm-hmm. It was also made out of this beautiful yarn that, like, I want to find and knit that sweater. But gosh, yes, it stood out to me because Manny and Paige also wear sweaters in this episode, but they are, like, very appropriately sized and not distracting. Mm -hmm. Whereas Emma's is, like, huge and she's so little. So, like, all you see is her enormous sweater. (laughs) <laughs> she is like so pencil thin 
I know she's so thin and uh which like makes it even crazier when later on spoiler alert she turns anorexic Aww, yeah but only f- only for like half a season oh yeah and then she's okay but so and just like and she had this like such a good zinger for Paige when they like met up in the hallway and she was like shouldn't you be out testing your makeup on animals oh my god yes I laughed so much I was like yes zing Emma and like just Emma Okay, so she's 12, and I had this same kind of bullshit when I was 12. Like, so I was a dancer, and I demonized the shit out of cheerleaders because um, they just, like, they seemed like the stupid version of us, and I feel really bad for that now, but I was working with the cultural knowledge that I had at the time. Yeah, I mean, like, things change, opinions change, and, like, I understand that, especially in the early 2000s, like, all the movies where cheerleaders were in were, like, dumb bimbo looking. Yeah, like, the the movies, the cheerleader movies were all, like, bring it on, and those, like, that type of stuff, and all those girls were super stupid. Yeah, so, I mean, I totally get it, but it's, like, now we live in a time where it's, like, if a woman wants to do cheerleading, if a woman wants to do dancing, ballet, if a woman wants to sit in the corner and rub peanut butter on her feet. Like, more power to you. You got it. I have a dog ready to lick the peanut butter off if you're into that. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you be you. But, and I feel like that, like, that's where Emma gets to. Well, that's And, like, the- I'm, I, like, your perspective and my perspective on like where the characters are now right now are so different because I have that like future knowledge and you don't so it is just like super interesting to hear it from like a first timer's perspective because she does look like uh I mean I I know I already used this term but I watched that movie Palm Springs this weekend and it's uh or this week, and they say shitbird like a million times, so it's in my brain. So Emma is being a total shitbird. Yeah. But she gets there. It just takes her a little longer. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. I mean, she's only, like, 12. So kudos to her for knowing what she does know. Yeah, and, like, I have to say, again, I have no proof it's not like canon or anything. It's only canon in my head that she's autistic. But I I identify so heavily with Emma. Like when I was her age, I acted almost exactly like this. Like I was very much like, if you're not being a girl like this, then it's you're you're not being a good girl. And that's because like that was how I knew how to like I had to I had to put people in categories or else I couldn't understand the human condition. Yeah. So I think she's just she's trying to put people in categories like the cheerleaders are bimbos. I care about the environment, so I am smart. Like Yeah, that sounds so accurate. Like, she's just trying, like, she's just starting to try to figure out the human condition and, like, the first step is putting people in boxes before they can break out of them. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's where she's at, which is why she was still my favorite this episode. 
Well, who was your least favorite? Um, I think my least favorite thing was just the entire B story. Yes. Oh my god. Get I did not give one literal shit about the entire like chip can story. Yeah, it could have just rotted and burned and I wouldn't have missed it. And like I was a little bit like JT too when I was their age because I definitely collected all my Tootsie Pop uh rappers with stars on them and tried to send them in once. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just dumb. And even though like Spinner had his first independent good idea this episode, which was to scare the babies into sharing their winnings with him, like I kind of feel like that was the first plan that he's hatched on his own without Jimmy. Yeah. So, good job, Skippy. Skippy, you did it. You did it, Skippy. Um, and then the other thing that I noticed in the B story was just that JT mentions living with his mom again. And we know we know later on when we see JT's home and his family that he lives with his grandma only. That's weird. So I kind of wonder if, like, at this point in his, in this character's history, if he is still living with his parents. Because this is, like, the second or third time that he's mentioned his parents, his mom or his dad. Well, then that's really sad because something must have happened. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, now he's still living with his parents, but then, like, at some point before we see his grandma, like, he has to go live with his grandma and not his parents anymore for whatever reason. Yeah. Or if it was just another, like, oopsie on the part of the writers. Yeah, because sometimes they do that. Yeah. They do, um, do. Oh, and my last thing that I wanted to mention was that Manny's birthday is coming up. <laughs> we got to celebrate. Because, and her birth- the only reason I know this is because her birthday is the day before mine. So my birthday is also coming up. Um, and I'm really feeling my mortality almost being 30 and watching the show that I've been watching for 16 years. We'll just celebrate Manny's birthday then. We'll just forget that it's your birthday. Yeah, although I do get to finally be the big 3-0. That's true. And you should just throw a funeral for your youth. Yeah. No, that ship is long sailed. I just like the whole idea of throwing a funeral for your, your youth instead of having a birthday party. I should. I should throw, like, an actual funeral and, like, put up pictures of me as a kid. You should! My parents would be so offended. (laughs) (laughs) But that's funny. Yes, it is hilarious. And I honestly would do it if we weren't in, like, COVID times. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because then nobody can come. God damn it. Yeah. Well. So as hilarious as it would be, there would unfortunately be no point because no one would come. Well, next year when I turn 30, because I'll be the last of us to turn 30, hopefully yeah. we'll be able to go to Vegas and we can go bother Drew. Yes, I'm so down for that. Yes. I oh forget, when when is your birthday? Is it October? Yeah, it's October 10th. Okay, all right, so I didn't forget. I thought I forgot, but I didn't. At this at this point in my life, I really only like hold myself accountable for remembering people's birthday months. That's fine, honestly, because the Facebook tells you the actual day. Right. And, and like, like we're sending each other like messages. Oh yeah. Stuff. There's no like- way I'm putting a physical card in the mail for anyone. Yeah. 
but um oh god I totally forgot what I was gonna say I feel like that happens at least once an episode that happens to me a million times a day don't worry (sighs) my brain's going for sure all right well my phone's gonna die so we should do an outro Cool, let's do it, because then I have to do my evening job after this. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening so much. This has been Social Disease. Heck yes, we love you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Social Disease Pod, and also follow us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and some stars, preferably five, because anything below five is treated as zero. <laughs> yes. So and go. we're getting ever closer to the end of season one. And it'll be so glorious. We'll throw a party. It's going to be really good. Oh my God. But I totally forgot that the finale of season one is like insane. And my friend EJ wants to be a guest when we do that. So we should, uh, we should set that up. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, thanks for listening, dudes. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.